Hi, I'm Holly, your host of the Crush the Rush podcast. I work full-time and run a full-time coaching business. I started my first coaching business when my twins were 18 months old, and I was excited to start something I was passionate about, but overwhelmed with how to make progress in such small pockets of time. The methods of working three to four hours a day in blocks of time didn't work, quite frankly, because I didn't have it. So my mission is to share how you can put together your own side hustle strategy and plan that works for you without giving up your goals and still focusing on your priorities. I can't wait to help you grow your business and more importantly, enjoy that well-deserved time off. Let's get to the show. You are listening to episode 56 of the Crush the Rush podcast, and in today's episode, I'm doing something a little different, and it's just a straight-up Q&A with me, just me, of all the questions that I've been getting asked over the last couple months, both in DMs or in the Crush the Rush podcast community or just life in general. And so I thought it would be fun to dive in and answer them live. So it's kind of like me interviewing myself. This week, actually today, marks my twin's seventh birthday. And since I started my first side hustle, before I even knew what side hustling was, and when they were just 18 months old, I thought it would be fun to do this episode and answer all of your questions. So it's a really cool way to end the week and just help you get to understand me um, and sort of why I started the Crush the Rush community a little bit more. So I'm going to dive right in and I would love it if you guys would share this episode, email me, DM me with comments or additional questions and let's build this community because I think what you're going to see is that we are all so similar and working towards a lot of um, similar goals as it relates to just managing our time better and not feeling so overwhelmed and stressed and really digging in to doing work that we love. And I think the biggest misconception is, is people think that I work like ridiculous hours and I do. I mean, not ridiculous hours. I mean, I do work a decent amount, but my whole purpose is to find the, I don't like to say balance, but prioritization of doing something that I love and helping others do the same and then spending time with my family and friends and hobbies that um, for a while I didn't even do. So I'm excited to answer some of your questions. So the first question I got, I get a lot, is how did you get started? And I actually got started in network marketing when my girls, again, were about 18 months old. And what I found was I needed something that was going to motivate me. I was feeling really down. I don't necessarily know if I was suffering from postpartum depression, but more like, oh my gosh, how the heck do I raise two babies, try to feel some sort of sanity, and work a really intense full-time job at the same time? It was like nothing I had ever experienced before. And so I started just doing at-home workouts and trying to get my sanity back and get a routine that was going to help me just be a better mom. And so I, I did get some decent results. Um, I ended up losing 60 pounds after my girls 
um, really got into establishing that morning routine. And then people kept asking, like, how are you doing what you're doing? And so I started coaching just 30-day wellness workshops. And so I was able to grow my network marketing business pretty significantly. And then people kept asking, how are you doing this? Like, how are you growing a business and working full-time? And I still, you know, obviously have young children. Um, And so I was like, oh, maybe I should share this. And so that's sort of how I pivoted. Um, And then most recently, and I'll get into this a little bit later, Uh, I hired a business coach and that's sort of where the podcast came from and here we are today. So that's how I got started. It was very organic. I did not wake up one day and be like, oh, I'm going to be a side hustle strategist and yeah, so very baby steps to how we got here over the last, I would say, five years. Um, What do you do for your full-time job is the second question I get asked all the time. I actually... Uh, started my career in consulting. And so I have a 20-year strategic consulting background. And what that means is I worked for big companies like Accenture and PwC, and I would travel around to different Fortune 500 companies and help them solve really sort of just complex problems that they either did not have the employees to um, do the work or they wanted somebody with like a third party view um, to look at it. And so I did that for a really long time. And then when I had my girls wanted to get into something that was maybe not as demanding. So I shifted to doing local consulting where I didn't have to travel and then eventually shifted to the nonprofit um, that I work out today. And I do very similar work to what I do with my one-on-one clients. And it is planning and prioritizing and helping strategically plan really big projects and events. Um, And I actually really love it. I think if I could change one thing, it would be to sort of balance working full-time with my side hustle now that is also full-time. So if I could do like 50-50 Um, That would be amazing. But right now I'm working, you know, 40 to 50 hours in my full time job and then also working my side hustle. Let's be honest, I call it a side hustle, but it's it's pretty full time right now. By full time, I mean a full time business, but I have very part time hours. The next question that I literally got asked like six times last week was, how do you stay inspired when you are working in very small increments? Um, and how do you keep going? And so for me, yes, for the most part, I'm working in 20 to 30 increments and it is in cracks of time during the day, but there are two sort of tricks with that. One, I have time blocking is like the secret sauce for me because it helps me be consistent. And I've talked about this a lot. Um, in my stories, and I just did a couple days ago as well, is consistency is what has helped me grow. It's showing up every single Friday to do a pep talk, even when I would so much rather sleep in on my day off. Or it's, you know, connecting with current clients or future clients on Instagram for 30 to 40 minutes a day. Like I am so ridiculously consistent, and I do that through blocking off time so that when the time comes, I know, hey, Holly, this is what you need to do and you need to do it right now. Um, So the first thing of how to stay inspired is I know 
that if I do the things in the blocks of time that I have set aside, then the time that I have set aside to take a vacation or go shopping or do yoga or go running or the things that I actually enjoy doing, I know are coming. And so I sort of make sure that I have those like bonuses of things that I like to do worked into the day. So I know that if I stick to my schedule, I get a reward. That makes sense. Um, The other thing that really drives me is asking for feedback. And so this is a great way to obviously build your business or niche down or provide content that's valuable, but it's also really, really inspiring when you see sort of like that first client win or um, even when I started my network marketing business and some of my clients were losing like 30 to 40 pounds, I was like, oh my gosh, like I helped change their life and their family's life. And that's something that I was like, I I can get out of bed for this. Like, this is amazing. And so it's that feedback and seeing people's lives change because you're able to support them. That really drives me to create more. And then sort of the second sort of spinoff of this question is how do you stay inspired You know, when you know that you have to do the work, but when you sit down to do the work, you're just not feeling it? couple tips here. So one, I use this little uh, trick called the cake method, which I talked about in the Crush the Rush podcast group this week. And that is I typically pick three things that I'm going to focus on every week and so or every day. So for instance, um, it might be one work priority, like I have a presentation to write. It one might be one side hustle priority, like record a podcast. And it might be one family priority, like turn your phone off at 8 o'clock. Um, but that's all that I focus on for the day. So if I sit down to do my podcast and I'm like, I'm just not feeling it, then I have something else to fall back on. So maybe I'm going to write my work presentation instead and then come back to it. So even though I have blocks of time allocated for each area, I can flip them um, in and out depending on when I feel like doing the work. Because you don't want to feel like you're forcing yourself, but time blocking and really prioritizing what I should be working on and when has helped me so, so much. Um, and honestly, I would say knowing, like for me, I do my podcast episodes like really early in the morning, but I know if I get them done, then I have like half the afternoon free and the evening free. And that is what keeps me motivated. Okay. So enough about me. Everyone always asks, what does your husband do? So my husband used to be in education. He was a principal. And then when we had my girls, we decided that he was going to stay home. I also have a stepdaughter who is almost 22. She lives in Austin, Texas. She actually just graduated from Vanderbilt this year. She's crazy smart and um, she's going to law school right now. And so when my twins were born, she was obviously much younger and was an amazing tennis star. And so we really wanted to make sure that she was getting obviously the attention um, that she needed. And as you know, like pick up and drop off and all the things is intense. And then you add in two babies. So my husband decided to stay home and take care of the girls. Um, And then I was working obviously the nine to five. And then once the um, girls got a little bit older, uh, he started a real estate career. And so he does real estate now, which is awesome because it's super flexible. 
and allows us to really manage uh, being very hands-on. So we don't have any nannies or at this point with COVID, barely any babysitters uh, and are sort of balancing it all at home. Uh, but right now he does real estate and it's been really fun to watch somebody completely change their career. And then I also think, and I should do like a whole podcast on this, being a stay-at-home dad um, right now I think is like a cool thing. Like it's kind of like a cool factor. But uh, a couple years ago it was not the case. And I think there are you know, we always talk about women in leadership and giving, you know, women opportunity to do things. But being a stay-at-home dad had a lot of stigma with it, especially with twins. And it was just very interesting to see, you know, how people treated him versus how people treated me. And um, I could write a whole book about that. But I'm so proud that he was able to stay home and that we were able to raise our girls sort of on our schedule. And now we're sort of in this new phase where we're each sort of balancing our own passions and dreams, and it's been really fun. All right, question number four. Are you still a Beachbody coach, and how do you manage both? So yes, I am still a Beachbody coach, and yes, I balance both, and yes, I still have a team, a growing team, and um, I still focus a ton on my clients. And the reason is, one, It is the backbone of everything that I do. So wellness comes first for me. That is one huge lesson learned um, that I've learned over the last couple years. And I cannot imagine a better toolkit to do it with. I love the at-home workouts. I could never imagine actually going to a gym. The nutrition programs literally taught me how to eat well um, and how to manage it on a busy schedule. Like I could not be more grateful for that experience. And then the team and the community have helped me learn, you know, what entrepreneurship is, how to get started. And honestly, the passive income that you get from network marketing is like hands down, I think the best way to get started because it introduces you to sort of all the things without this ginormous investment. So Yes and yes, and I cannot imagine not having the wellness piece um, part of my life. All right, on to what might be my favorite question, and it is, what is it like having twins? Well, I can't tell you really what it's like having twins because I don't know any difference. Uh, But what I can tell you is having two babies at one time is definitely a learning experience. Um, Twins were a surprise. We have don't think that they run in our family on either side. Um, So we had no idea that twins were even possible. And fun fact, my obviously my husband already had um, a daughter. And so we had sort of agreed on, well, let's try for one and see how it goes. Uh, We had been married almost seven years before we decided to have kids of our own. And so twins were a ginormous surprise. Like I still can't to this day believe that there are two. It is like the biggest surprise ever. Um, And so I think the biggest thing with having twins that I've learned is that it's different. Um, And it's obviously different in a good way and different in a challenging way as well. Because because I had uh, kids later in life, a lot of my friends and family, you know, had kids that were a little bit older, or maybe if they did have kids that were the same age, they were just one. And so it was a lot easier. And so I had friends that were like, you know, taking their babies out to dinner or like 
obviously they were going out to dinner or, you know, getting out of the house more. And like, literally we didn't live, leave the house for like two years. I'm not kidding. Um, one, because I'm like crazy type A and I was like trying to control all the things, but two, it was just hard. Um, so I think it's an exciting time, but a hard time and balancing too, um, just gets interesting. So it's obviously so fun watching them grow up and seeing their differences and how um, close they are, I think, which is really amazing. But um, it was when they were babies, it was definitely a a hard time. Um, And so I think having twins has just taught me that, you know, life throws you curveballs. And most of the time, they end up being amazing. And I am just so grateful that there were two. Um, but it's taught me to be so much more resilient and patient and to just go with the flow a little bit, because typically on the other end, uh, there's some amazing opportunities waiting. And I will say, because I always get asked is the girls are fraternal. They are three minutes apart. Um, they look exactly alike. We did not believe the doctor when he told us that they were fraternal because they look identical. Um, they are crazy close like they they do everything together even though we try to encourage uh doing separate things and they have very different personalities like night and day different so it's been really fun uh, to watch them grow up, but they are not identical, which most people do not believe me. All right, we've got 10 questions and a couple more to go. So the next one is, how did you learn social media? And I am proud to say that I've taught myself, um, but I have taken quite a few courses. Um, and I knew that social media was going to be the tool for me to grow. Um, but the interesting thing is now I feel like there are so many other platforms, um, including this podcast, that I am looking to grow more so that social media is not my only tool. And for so long, it was. Uh, But I guess long story short, I made a lot of mistakes along the way. Um, When I first started, I did all the things that you should not do, like send hundreds of cold messages to people like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. You want to join my group? And, um, you know, I wouldn't say that it was a mistake because I learned that you shouldn't do that. But I, in hindsight, it probably was not the best idea. Um, I also took a, a lot of courses about how to focus on engagement and hashtags and content, um, and I feel like I'm just continually learning of what's working and what's not working. Uh, one of the biggest tips that I can give right now is consistency and content. Um, I think for a long period of time, especially when Facebook, which is much more bigger um, in terms of business was to, you know, post like 12 times a day and you didn't really have to write anything. It was just like showing up. But now I think it's flipped where it's very much focused on sharing content that matters and content that's going to make a difference. And if you don't do that, then don't post. And so I actually like this um, format a lot better. It feels very much more organic to me. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty much self-taught, but I've spent a lot of time reading and learning and, um, listening and really sort of trying to craft my own way through social media as it changes every single day. This next question is my favorite and it is how much do you sleep? And I think people see me like, 
tag my Instagram story of like 4.45 a.m. They're like, oh my God, how is that even possible? Um, I go to bed really early. So I tend to try to sleep seven to seven and a half hours. Um, So I'm usually in bed by 9.30 or 10. And then I'm usually up between like 4.45 and 6. It kind of depends on the day. Um, I follow the same routine every morning, no matter what, just the time kind of uh, differs. But I would not even say that I'm a morning person, but I have more energy to do more focused tasks in the morning. And so that's where I tend to spend most of my time. But I go to bed early and I get a decent amount of sleep. All right, this next one is a little more personal, but what do you struggle with? And I actually wrote down some thoughts on this one because honestly, for me lately, it's been nutrition um, and taking care of my energy levels, if that makes any sense. Um, I've been working a little bit more than usual just at my nine to five and then also with the launch of my course. Um, So there are obviously times when I work more than others, and this was sort of a a big sort of push time. Um, And I'm a stress eater. Like, that is one of my downfalls. Like, I, you know, catch myself opening the pantry and being like, oh, do I really need that popcorn or should I go eat some carrots? And most of the time I choose popcorn. So um, that's probably been my biggest struggle lately. I eat very healthy. I'm just a snacker. Um, I also have some hormone issues that have cropped up uh, at almost 42, and so it's just an interesting balance right now, and that's probably my biggest struggle because I beat myself up about it a lot. Um, The other thing, and this is also very personal, is my dad passed away when I was 24, and so My husband is 52, I'm almost 42, and as my friends and family and husband get closer to that age when my dad passed away, um, it really makes me realize how valuable your time is, and I would say it probably drives me the most. So I don't want to sit in front of a computer all day and do things that I don't want to do. So if I'm going to be working, I want to change lives. I want to make the world a better place. I want to make a difference. Um, And then I look at the time and how time changes and how things just go by so fast. And then I I think about those numbers and um, sort of what's happened in that time. And so I think that's honestly what gets me up and drives me every single day. Um, But it is something that I still struggle with and I don't talk about a lot. So I think anyone that's lost a parent um, can probably relate to that. But um, it's just something that you just, you you can't get past. Like it obviously gets easier, but um, it always is sort of sitting there with me. So those are my struggles currently. Emotional moment. Um, the last two questions are, do you really do all of this yourself? Um, and the answer is yes. I do not have any virtual assistants or OBMs or anyone helping me at this point in time. However, um, I did hire a business coach this year, so she helps me sort of stay on track and I'm part of a mastermind where I can ask questions to people going through the same things, which has been very helpful. Um, and then I also outsourced my podcast production. So that is a huge uh, piece that's sort of off my plate. And I just recently did that. 
but everything else is me. I'm the one doing all the sort of technical stuff and um, setting up all the things. Um, I also did have somebody update my website, but I will say the website that I originally had, I created myself and managed myself. Um, and then I just had her sort of give it a makeover and then I manage it now. So I've been able to outsource sort of pockets of things, but it's still, still me. And last but not least, what do you want to do next? And so I love this question because I just wrapped my launch for um, the Crush the Rush playbook, which is a, a course that is sort of your framework for your side hustle. Um, and so my focus in the next couple of months is really serving you. So building the Crush the Rush Facebook community, which if you're not in, you should totally be in because I do free trainings um, every week and then we do workshops every month uh, and really focusing on the podcast. So there's really some uh, amazing guests that are coming in the next couple weeks and then building out the podcast for next year. Um, I'm also working on a group coaching program, so sort of like a mini mastermind where you can, one, get some one-on-one -on -one support, but two, also work in a group where um, you can learn off each other, which has been so helpful for me personally. And then long term, honestly, I would love to come up with some sort of planner or workbook. You guys know that I love that kind of stuff. Um, and really just grow the Crush the Rush brand. So I'm not exactly sure what that looks like yet, but I'm super excited to dig in. So I hope this was fun for you guys. I get a lot of questions about just me personally and my family and what I do. And so I thought it would be fun to just open the book and let you sort of see behind the scenes of who I am and what I do. And if you guys have questions or want to learn more, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out. And I would love if you would share this episode or share an episode that's helpful to you. Tag me in Instagram stories and jump into the Facebook group. We're all in this together and I can't wait to get to know you more. Thank you so much for listening to the Crush the Rush podcast. If this was helpful to you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It is truly what makes this show keep going and keeps the amazing guests possible. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and let me know what you think. I cannot wait to hear from you.